What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there yo welcome to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this where we challenge world views that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you are listening and i love to start every show off by thanking the listeners thank you guys for just being who you are man the bar listeners the bar folks man we really appreciate it uh coming off of a really exciting weekend we spent in ligonier so i got to meet some actual uh folks that came up and shook my hand and told me to listen to the bar and i'm always so grateful for that so big shout out to you guys and to the new listeners by now when this podcast probably airs uh you discovered us at ligonier we definitely want to shout you guys out as well and like I do every week, I bring you an awesome guest. Uh, this awesome guest uh, reached out through Twitter and uh, was more than gracious to uh, jump on my calendar. And I'm so grateful for uh, this brother and, and can't wait to talk to him. Heard a lot of good things about him. None other than my brother, Grant. How mm. you doing, man? Good, man. It's good to, uh, it's good to uh, be on the show. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man. I heard a lot. I, the name has traveled in the last mm. couple of months uh, in good circles. So um, okay. definitely want to want to put that out there first, man. So kind of first introduce yourself. Uh, anything you want to share, personal, professional, you got the floor to do that right here. OK, um, I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, near downtown at Capitol Community Church. For 18 months, I got here like six months before COVID. Nice. Uh, so that's kind of been an interesting dynamic, you know. To but I'm thankful that I that I've been here for uh, six months and have really kind of you know established um, myself in the congregation and earned their trust um, through all this. Uh, I'm married. Uh, my wife is named Grace Anna. We've been married for almost 12 years. Nice. Uh, we have four kids. Uh, so from 10 all the way down to, to almost two. Hmm. So it's pretty, uh, you know, you can imagine my life is pretty, uh, oh, yeah. pretty strapped right now between <laughs> uh, pastoral ministry and, and in the middle of all this stuff and, uh, you know, parenting and, and shepherding 
uh, a family with wife and four kids. So nice, nice, good deal, man. Almost twelve. So uh, July will be thirteen for me. Um, I also have four kids, but uh, they're a little bit more spread out, man. I got one in college and one in uh, being oh, preschool man. next year. College, yeah, man. I just spread. Yeah, man. You know it. You know, straining strain my future pocketbook, man. You know that them loans, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal, brother. Well, listen, man. I first, man. I appreciate uh, you know the information you put when I. Cause I always ask, you know, anything you want to cover in my little uh, yeah. app, and uh, and you you gave me a whole lot more than a lot of people do, man. So um, let's let's kind of rewind, yeah. man. Um, let's go to uh, you know the 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 journey to you know to salvation. It sounds like a very interesting story, man. Just tell me kind of that. That dynamic and we'll walk it up and get into the uh you know the real um you know the local pastor stuff yeah yeah um you know everybody's conversion story is unique mm-hmm. and uh, we believe a miracle that god supernaturally intervened in our lives and and saved us and brought us from death to life um that he regenerated my heart. And, you know, it's just interesting as a pastor, and I'm sure, you know, you're talking to different people all the time, just hearing how the Lord transform, transformed their lives in the different ways that, that God used them to uh, bring them to faith. But um, my story starts really, my father was a Marine Corps aviator. He was a believer and was flying F4s. That was an old airframe before the F-18 and was involved in a mid-air collision over the Atlantic Ocean with another F-4. And unfortunately, they never found them. Wow. So they did a huge search and rescue uh, in the Atlantic, uh, three weeks uh, out looking for them. And they never recovered his body. Um, What's interesting, though, is that they did recover his helmet. Mm. And um, that was a real piece of assurance to my mother, young 25-year-old woman at the time, um, because Paul talks about the helmet being the helmet of salvation right. and really the picture, the picture mm-hmm. of assurance right. in the Christian life. And um, so we have the helmet. I still have it. It's in my closet at home. Wow. And um, But as you can imagine, Dwayne, as a young kid, I was just pressed, you know, with these existential questions, like where's my father now, you know, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we we don't have his body, but where's his soul? Um, did, did he trust in Christ and, and, and and what does that mean for me? And so I started asking these questions and God used that accident ultimately, uh, to lead me to faith in Christ. Mm. And, And, and I can say this as a, as a young boy, my life was completely transformed. And and I went from a depressed, um, very anxious little boy dealing with the the fact that my father was gone to uh, a a joyful child um, that that experienced that new life in Christ. And obviously, I had some some other transformative uh, moments in my life later on. that, that were huge in, in my development, almost, almost like a second conversion. But mm-hmm. I know definitively I was converted uh, through that experience. And just in the providence of God, you know, we believe in the providence of God. Right. Um, j- just part of, part of that story is also unique in that my parents had helped start a church in South Carolina where my father had been stationed. And uh, 
after the accident, my mom moved with me back to Texas where she was from. And, um, but the, uh, the, uh, the pastor, the guy who became the pastor of that church, uh, a few years after my mom left, uh, is a gentleman named Carl Brogy, and he's still the pastor of that church. And he started a radio station, hmm. uh, there out of the church and broadcasts on the East coast. And the, uh, the radio station ended up being dedicated in memory of my father. Wow. And, and where this plays in, in the providence of God is, is later on in high school, we went back, uh, to that church and visited the, uh, the radio station, which is in memory of my father. Sure. And in the course of those events, uh, I met my future wife, who was Carl Brogy's and is Carl Brogy's daughter. Wow. So I would have never even met my wife sure. it, if it hadn't been for the accident, which brought me back, you know, to, to that church and the radio station. Wow. That's amazing, man. That is a, an amazing story. Wow, wow, wow. And, you know, it's amazing to see, like you said, man, God's hand in all of it, you know, orchestrating it. Um, you know, I always tell people the book that I'm going to write, you know, 50 years from now is going to be called The Big Picture, you know, because the way that he, mm-hmm. you know, God sees the beginning and the end, you know, we're in the minuscule. We're always looking at, you know, what's going on now. But just to see right. that whole thing unfold is beautiful. <laughs> so uh, after that, man, what what was next? Did did we go to seminary or uh, which 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 direction? did you go uh, before we came to today in pastoring? Yeah, well, I, I mentioned kind of having a, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to espouse bad theology and talk about a, a second conversion, but <laughs> I, I know I what you're had, talking about. Though. A, go ahead. <laughs> I had a, a conversion to reform theology. Yep, I did in too. high school. And it was uh, through the ministry of, of John MacArthur and and uh, others, he was pointing me to. Um, but I, I, I would come home from football practice in high school, and my chore every night was to wash the dishes. And I would listen to Grace to You wow. every night, washing the dishes. And I just felt the Lord impressing upon me, uh, not with an audible voice. But I just felt <laughs> the Lord. I felt that call, that internal yeah. call, that saying, "This is what I want you to do with wow. the rest of your life." And, uh, so that was, that was really pivotal for me, but here, here's the crazy thing, Dwayne is, um, when I was in college, I felt this call. I knew God was calling me to pastoral ministry and then everything with nine 11 happened. Mm. And, um, I just started to, to weigh, okay, God, you want me to go straight to seminary, uh, or do you want me to maybe go in the Marine Corps? Uh, like my father and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so I was really battling this and kind of and trying to work my way through it. And so I went out to the master's seminary and just because uh, I was thinking, okay, this would, this would be my next jumping off point. And I met with the head of admissions there, a guy named Ray Maringer. And Ray Maringer, great guy, uh, faithful pastor, still in pastoral ministry, not at, not at Grace Church, but at another church now. And he uh, he said, "Well, Grant, if uh, if you think that that the Lord might be putting this on your heart to go serve in the Marine Corps, he said, I would go do that first, and then come to seminary, mm. because he said the Lord's going to teach you so much about leadership. Um, he's going to teach you so much about evangelism and interacting with a lot of lost people, 
while you're in the Marine Corps. And uh, he's going to mature you and prepare you for pastoral ministry. And, and that was, that was from the Lord. Wow. And I, I, I was able to go into the Marine Corps with just complete, uh, complete trust that I was walking in the center of his will. Right. And, uh, and, and, and he was absolutely right in all of those things. And then I ended up actually going to uh, Southern Seminary offered me a job. So I ended up going there and doing uh, MDiv and THM after I got out of the Marine Corps. Cool, man. Good deal. Yeah. I, I mean, the, 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 the Marine Corps thing, um, you know, I definitely see exactly what he was saying, you know, there and, and the life skills that it's going to teach you. Um, and, and, you know, it, it goes to show, you know, I guess even more for them because it, it would benefit them to have your tuition coming in, but more or less he's looking at, you know, the big picture looking at, you know, you know, what God can do and, and how you can be molded and, and developed. So that is really cool. All right. So now um, we're, we're uh, past seminary and uh, what, where we go next? What, what's the next step? Well, I, uh, I served as the executive director for the council on biblical manhood and womanhood for three years. Uh, for those of your listeners that who aren't familiar, CBMW was an organization started in 1987 by Wayne Grudem and John Piper to essentially uh, stand for complementarianism, which is the belief that men and women are created as equal image bearers of God, absolutely and fundamentally equal, uh, but that God created men and women differently in those differences until uh, purposes that God created us for um, the the man primarily to lead and to provide and protect in the sphere of his family and uh, by implication in the church and the uh, the woman to lovingly respond um, and submit to her husband's headship and leadership in the family and also in the church in terms of the uh, the elders and their preaching and teaching ministries. And obviously that is so under attack. And <laughs> yes. I, served, I served in that ministry with some great brothers. Uh, Owen Strand was president for two years and, and we were a, a, a dynamic duo. We would go into churches nice. and uh, churches would call us that were really wanting to go egalitarian yep. and maybe people in the church said, well, let's hear another opinion. And so they would call us, we would, you know, we were kind of like the rubber stamp and mm-hmm. come in and present the complementarian side before they went egalitarian. Wow. Um, so we would do that. And and then I got to serve with Denny Burke mm-hmm. uh, for, for the final year. And he's uh, just a fine scholar and, and, uh, and, and still, uh, really standing for the truth in this realm of complementarianism, which is, like I just said, so under sure. attack today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a page on Facebook called um, Be Not Deceived, uh, where it was kind of a um, yeah. discernment. Yeah. yeah discernment page. Yeah. yeah. I always tell my my admin, if you, if you want to add some likes and some interaction, just post about women pastors and we'll get it'll blow up every time. <laughs> Every time, every time. That's all you got to do, man. Yeah. Mention something about Joyce Myers or something, and it not being biblical, and boom, twenty thousand likes. You know, fifteen thousand shares. You know, a whole bunch of comments. But uh, good deal, man. All right, so now we are in Raleigh, which is about an hour from me. 
So there's no reason why we shouldn't be meeting up soon. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So we, we, we're now we're in Raleigh, uh, pandemic. Um, and this is what I really want to dig into a little bit before the break, um, because a lot of local pastors listen, um, talk about coming into this, you know, this church, this situation with this pandemic, because there's nothing like we, we know nothing like there's no, you know, pandemic chapter in seminary, you know, where they talk about, this is how you (laughs) prepare, you know? So talk about that, uh, what, what the fields were like, uh, you know, just how did all of that progress, uh, at your current location? Yeah. Well, going back to God's providence, it, it's amazing, right? How God prepares you mm-hmm. for, for what you're about to walk through and you don't even know <laughs> that he's preparing you. Right. Um, I went to a basics conference that Alistair Begg hosted up at Parkside Church in mm-hmm. Cleveland. And he just made a passing remark. This was years ago that, that every pastor should read Ian Murray's two volume biography of Martin Lloyd Jones. And uh, I heard that and bought the books, I think, there at the conference, but I didn't read them mm-hmm. uh, because they're thick. They're oh, thick yeah. books. And um, I, uh, anyway, about 2017, I, I said, you know what? I, I really need to come back to these and, and read these. And so I, I read uh, both volumes. Uh, it took me two years to, to you know, with, with everything yeah. else that I was reading and everything else I was working through. It took me two years to work through uh, both volumes. But the, uh, the second volume, the big red volume, uh, it's called The Fight of Faith. And it begins with Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones pastoring in London during the Blitz. Mm. And it, it's just absolutely fascinating seeing him and uh, his predecessor at Westminster Chapel was a gentleman named G. Campbell Morgan. Uh, many have probably heard of him as well. And they were co-pastors till about 1943. But they were really in this very difficult, extenuated circumstance where they're having to um, minister to people that are, in some cases, dying. Uh, getting 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 blown up by one of the bombs. Uh, they're having to meet in different locations outside of the main chapel. They're having to meet in other halls, and in some ways, um, the, uh, their, the the their their funds begin to dry up. People people moved out to the countryside mm-hmm. and and didn't come come in to to London. And so I read all of that. Um, like I said in two thousand. 19, I was working my way through it. And so then when 2020 happened, it was such a blessing because I had um, really this example to, uh, to, to go back to. And I, and I think uh, the two things that I really took away from, from Lloyd-Jones and, and that was one, um, just flexibility mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we're going to keep ministering. Uh, you know, even if we're in a, a, a basement downstairs in some building. Right. And, um, and we're going to keep ministering with the urgency of the gospel. Uh, one time Lloyd-Jones talks about how he preached a two-part message and he kind of gave the problem um, one week where, um, you know, he presented the problem of sin and, and our guilt and condemnation. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to give 
the answer the next week talking about the good news of the gospel <laughs> and what God has done for us in Christ. Right. And he said, with so many people dying, he goes, I just realized, and, and I and I made a resolution that I would always present the gospel along with the law and that I wouldn't leave people hanging. Wow. And then, yeah, I mean, really, that, that's such an important lesson. I for think, sure. you know, just, the, just this urgency of, of you never know when someone is going to depart this world and and go on to the next and preparing them and taking every opportunity uh, right. to to speak the gospel. And secondly, just his perseverance through that, you know, I mean, he went through that from 1939 all, all the way to the end of the war, you know, dealing with with bombings. And, and in some ways, their ministry was put on pause, um, but yet they persevered. Right. And uh, Lloyd-Jones persevered um, through that, and the Lord ended up ultimately blessing him. And so I think, you know, this has been a really difficult time for pastors, no doubt. Sure. Um, COVID has turned out to not be as bad as as we thought. It hasn't been the blitz by any by any stretch, but yet uh, the the outside circumstances have certainly made it difficult. And and all the things with mask and no mask and all the political turmoil has 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 done a number on many pastors. And so I think Lloyd Jones urges us to in, in, even in the midst of these difficulties to persevere. Right, right. No, that's good. Man, again, think about that timing, man. That's amazing. <laughs> that was fresh on your mind. And, and, and then you actually had to uh, use that as inspiration to put it into practice. So that is that is tremendous, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Crosswise, where we seek wisdom from the word, not from the world. I'm Sierra Whelan. And I'm Jesse Bridges. All right, we're back in here with my friend Grant, man. And on this side of the show, this is the fun side, which all of us the fun right. side, but this is the part that people enjoy, the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. So the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Man, I uh, you, you might be able to see the cowboy hat. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm from Texas. Yeah, man. Uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Texas country. Uh, I love it. Robert O'Keen, uh, Pat Green, uh, p- people like that. Gotcha. So a lot of what they call outlaw country. Uh, I do want to plug a guy, uh, a, a young reformed uh, artist that that maybe your listeners aren't aware of. Uh, he produces music under the name Thief to Keen. Hmm. His name is Jake Vaughn, and he is producing some awesome stuff. So would encourage your listeners to go uh, check him out, Thief to Keen. 
So nice. I've been listening to his stuff constantly on on my iTunes. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question. For those that are listening, can't see the library sitting behind them. For my inside the bar folks watching this live, they can see it. What book or books are you currently reading? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm finishing up a, uh, a book that Owen Strand recommended to me. It's called Seize the Fire. And it's written by a British author named Adam Nicholson. And it's just been a fascinating book, lots of leadership takeaways. And it's about the Battle of Trafalgar and how the British fleet of about 23 ships defeated the Spanish and French fleet of 33, 34 ships and and saved England from uh, Napoleon's invasion. But just really fascinating study. I'd already, I'd, I'd always heard being in the Marine Corps and, and sometimes being on Navy boats about Lord Admiral Nelson. Mm. He, he's kind of folklore among every, you know, every sailor in the Western world. And I'd always heard about him, but I'd never really read uh, anything about him. And just, and just kind of looking into his leadership has been well, fascinating in this book, Seize the Fire. So thoroughly enjoyed that, recommend it. And then I've uh, also been reading uh, Evangelicalism Divided. Mm-hmm. again by Ian Murray. And uh, that talks about just uh, the evangelical uh, division that happened with the ecumenical movement between 1950 and 2000 and recommended, recommend that as well. Just so many takeaways and insights that, that Murray gives into figures like Billy Graham and John Stott and J.I. Packer and, and of course, Martin Lloyd-Jones and, and just going back through, through that history. And then another book I've been going through is uh, this book I mentioned earlier, just MacArthur's influence on my life in high school. I read this book in high school, but it's called The Gospel According to Jesus. Mm. And and uh, I read it in high school and I haven't touched it since. And I, I've gone back and I've been rereading that. And man, it is it is just as good as when I read it in, in, in high school. And it's really it, MacArthur... Basically, if you can understand these points, you can understand the gist of the book. But he's basically arguing, one, that salvation is absolutely a free gift of God, mm-hmm. absolutely free to be received by faith. But to trust Christ, it will cost you everything. Mm, right, right. And that, that, second, that second element, you know, is what MacArthur is saying is so neglected in the even, you know, the, the evangelical uh, techniques of, of the broader evangelical movement and and so on and so forth. So that's been good to go back and and reread that. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. Last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any. Yeah, man. I mean, as a preacher, I'm always listening to sermons. Um, always, I, I recommend, uh, the Martin Lloyd Jones trust, uh, where where you can listen to all of Martin Lloyd Jones's sermons. Uh, one preacher that uh, some of your your audience might not be um, really aware of is a guy I've I've been enjoying listening to as of late, and that's Tommy Nelson at Denton Bible Church, and he's been going through the Gospel of Mark, and have just been thoroughly enjoying uh, just just when I can uh, tuning in and 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 hearing his expositions in Mark. So. 
Very yeah. cool. Very, very, very cool. Good deal, man. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. This has been fun, man. I always like to give my guests opportunity to kind of close us out. Any words of encouragement, let people know where they can find you. They want to follow you on Twitter and all that good stuff. You got the floor to do that right here. Oh, okay. Well, man, I, I just think, um, I, I know it's been a challenging time, but uh, I think what has encouraged me is what Paul gave to Timothy in uh, 1 Timothy 4. Uh, he says, Timothy, hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially those who believe. And I, I think we need during these times just to be God-centered, to keep our eyes on him. Uh, he's the one doing the ministry. God's the one building his church. God's the one sustaining ultimately his saints. Christ is the one shepherding his people through his word. And so um, I, I think for me, just just being faithful and placing my hope day in and day out in the ministry, in God, that he's providentially orchestrating all the events of my life and, and ultimately um, sovereignly orchestrating the events of the lives of my people. And he's going to be the one building his church. I, I think that has been such an encouraging uh, call for me this past year. Nice. Good deal, man. Again, yeah. thank you. Thank you again, brother. Uh, definitely want to stay connected and uh, yeah. maybe get up thank there you, and man. hang out. having me on the show. Enjoyed yeah. it. Good deal. Good deal. So to the bar listeners, make sure you check out your favorite podcast, The Bar Podcast, every Tuesday. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com, see all the episodes, as well as sign up for Inside the Bar VIP. If you are Inside the Bar VIP member, you are watching this live. So shout out to everybody on Facebook and the in the Facebook group. Um, also, if you want to pick up some bar gear, go to thebargear.com. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.